Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts from dating to love to parenting. Get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Happy Nervous System. This is Kendra Delahook, licensed psychotherapist and your host. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season wherever you were, whoever you were celebrating with. COVID was woo, rampant. It's it's such a crazy time. I think we're all we're all okay at this point with not knowing what's next, which I think it's pretty dang resilient because we crave, crave, crave predictability. So go us. We've learned how to adapt in a very profound way, but I hope you're safe. I hope you're healthy. And I said in the last episode, sometimes holidays can bring up feelings, even if you have everything, you know, that you've wanted or that you need in quotes. Um, it can be a mirror. So I hope you were gentle with yourself and that you just had a great time. Today, we are talking about advice on your body. So I get pretty revved up on this topic of advice from any kind of professional, partially because I'm a therapist and this is what I do every day for a living with my clients but also because of my personal journey. Throughout the years, I've had well-intentioned doctors and different kinds of professionals give me hardcore advice that was very harmful. They also gave me opinions, not even advice, opinions on my health that were very upsetting and then ended up not being true because I got second opinions. So this is not bash professional episode. Professionals are needed, but it's really important that you are grounded and rooted in yourself and what you know while you listen to professionals so that you don't end up taking advice that does not work for your body and that can be harmful. To get started, I want to share, I keep reading studies about how our body's capabilities are always shifting. And this is especially true for women, yay, because in a single cycle, usually around 28 to 31 days, every week or so, we are in a different hormonal place. So our levels, and I'll get into it, are constantly shifting. Our bodies are constantly shifting what they're capable of, what they're sensitive to, etc. This does apply to men, but obviously you don't have the same cycle as we do, but you also have hormones that are very, very important and that are directly impacted by lifestyle. So I just read about a study 
um, that tracked, and this is just for women, but tracked the, this, them throughout the cycle and what was happening with the hormone shifts. And quite literally, they found that our metabolism changes based on where we're at in our cycle. So they found in the women that, that they studied with who have female bodies, it was during their follicular stage that they burned more, almost like 250 to 300 calories more than the other stages. So why is this significant? Imagine if someone, you know, was told to go on a juice cleanse um, during this phase of their cycle. It could be harmful and could actually cause unwanted effects. Um, Also, they track that building muscle, their muscles um, in their bodies responded differently based on where they were at in their cycle. Why does this matter? The type of workout you do is very important to catering and customize to where you are in your cycle. Doing a HIIT workout when you are, you know, on your period is going to be very, very different in your nervous system compared to doing a HIIT workout when you're ovulating, for example. So these are just two examples from the study of how our physical body shifts with our hormones. So shifting how you eat, what you do, how you think, the activities you do, the workouts you do, based on where you're at in your cycle, tracking with your hormones is huge. It's so important. And I'm really excited to have on more specialists who geek out on this specifically for women because it's not my area of expertise. Um, But I think it's really important. So stay tuned for that. But to bring men back into the mix, so hormones shift not only based on um, a female cycle, but a hormone shift based on how much sleep we get, how much energy we output. So what kind of events, what kind of things we're doing if we're a parent, if we're by ourselves. Um, what we what we eat and how we eat also really impacts it. If we're drinking, if we're using substances. So there are so many factors that influence whether or not something will be helpful. And just to point out intermittent fasting, I know this is a really um, popular topic. I know so many people who are experimenting with intermittent fasting. There was another study um, that said for some people who tried it, they had a control group, they actually, it caused weight gain and they reported, self-report more stress and anxiety after I think it was about a four month period of doing intermittent fasting. This one's confusing because there are mixed results. I have read studies of where intermittent fasting has been very beneficial And that it's really helped, especially when it comes to clearing disease and illness. So why are there mixed results? This is adding to so much confusion. And I want to clear up the confusion. I actually want to say mixed results 
are important and mixed results can be expected because we aren't robots. We aren't made with the same physical genetic makeup and we all have a nervous system that responds to behaviors, to food, to situations, to relationships differently. So it is to be expected that the same piece of advice, the same whatever it is, workout regimen, diet, way of eating, way of being, would work differently for a room full of 40 people. So this personally has helped me take the pressure off of, you know, something that's right or wrong, it works or it doesn't, because it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about if the technique works for you. It's about if you work for the technique. So often we blame ourselves if something's not working, but I really want you to get into the habit of blaming the technique. And the last example, um, there's some research on doing different kinds of cleanses, like juice cleanses and whatever. (laughs) There's so many different kinds. What do we see? There's mixed results. Why? For some, it really supports healing and it actually supports mental health. Like some people reported feeling more clear, more grounded, connected to their vision. And for others, I want to go as far to say it can literally cause an eating disorder, not eating enough and really reducing your nutrition for certain body types can wreak havoc on the nervous system and cause the brain to shift into a state of emergency. And so for some, this could look like binging and and lots of obsessive food thoughts for months to come after a cleanse. So there's a strong difference in the same technique here. One more example I want to share. Um, Actually, let's do two because hopefully this is interesting to you. But think of drinking a cup of coffee. So pretty harmless for most um, if you're a coffee drinker. But now think of drinking that cup of coffee after a long weekend of drinking and celebrating And maybe over this weekend, you ate a ton of food that just upset your stomach. It was just good food. You were just living your best life, but you know it's not the best for your gut. And to put the cherry on top, you have huge stressors at work. So maybe you have a big talk coming up. So think of the environment and the microbiome in your gut after a weekend like this with a huge stressor on the way. That cup of coffee is going to be very, very differently absorbed and received in your gut compared to drinking the same cup of coffee on vacation um, where you've gotten plenty of sleep, you're eating well, you're just feeling joyful and very relaxed. And let's say you drink this cup of coffee looking out on the beach, right? The same Same tool, same technique, same cup of coffee, but your nervous system and your body receives it very differently in these two. So I always laugh when I see marketing messages that say ditch coffee forever or coffee permanently messes up your sleep and hormones and whatever. 
any of that black and white advice doesn't make sense because it depends. Everything depends on where you're at and how your body's doing um, and how it will receive whatever it is you're absorbing. Same goes for exercising. So this time think of a long run. I'm not a runner, but I thought this would be a good um, example. So think of going on a long run. One scenario where you're you're sleep deprived. Let's say you're a new parent. So you have a newborn, you're sleep deprived. Let's also say you're restricting food, like you're under eating and you're not, you're just not getting enough nutrients for whatever reason. So going on a long run with these set of circumstances may literally cause your nervous system to go into full-on distress mode. Like something's wrong. Why would we be running when we our body's not doing well? Um, something must be terribly wrong. So when we see exercise on a body that is run down, we see physical injuries, we see headaches, different kind of chronic pain. Or after that workout, you may be feeling very sleepy and anxious for the rest of the day. Now think of going on that long run on a morning where you're very well rested, you are eating plenty of food, getting plenty of nutrition, and your sleep is just really great. That run is going to feel so differently and it may not shift your body into a state of panic. So when there's advice to never do intense workout or to always do your workout and always stick to your routine, regardless of what's going on in your life, hopefully now you can see that that's BS, um, that it depends. It depends on when you can work out and go for a long run. It depends. We have to customize everything, especially the advice from professionals. So hopefully you get the picture. So this is, again, why I get fired up when doctors or therapists or whoever recommend a specific regimen without first getting to know how you're holding up. I have seen it so many times when doctors prescribe a very strict diet without asking how their mental health is. That seems like 101. It is so important. And I, I'm hoping to change this. I think my field of mental health, we're finally starting to understand the power of the body. So when you're receiving advice from professionals, I'll end with just three tips you can remember. Number one, just because someone is a professional doesn't mean they know your body better than you. Maybe you have to read that a hundred times. I still have to remind myself of this. There is this hierarchy when someone's wearing a white coat and I, it's like I forget everything I know, all my knowledge, and I just take everything they say literally. But remember, just because they're wearing that coat does not mean they know your body better than you. Number two, remember that our bodies are constantly shifting in their capabilities Just because something feels hard or impossible to do, for example, like getting a workout in or sticking with a workout plan, does not reflect you as a person. Instead, begin to trust that your body is wise and it's telling you to listen. When you don't want to do something and when it feels really hard to do, 
that's not because you are a failure or you're a bad person. It's because your body's trying its best to speak to you that it can't handle this thing. It needs to be restored first. Number three, ask yourself, have I tried this piece of advice in the past? Has it been helpful or did it not work for me? So this is an obvious one, but when I look at the diet research, it's just insane. People report going on hundreds of diets in their lifetime and they admit that diets don't work for them. So why do they do it? I think dieting and, you know, getting whatever results you're looking for can be somewhat of a fantasy. And so when a doctor says you have to do this, part of us may be really excited. Like, oh, if they're saying we have to do this and it's going to get us results, make us feel better, it must be true. So this is just a quick, great test to check in and be like, okay, have I tried this? Have I tried working out every day? Yes. Did it? Was it helpful? No. It didn't get me where I wanted to go. My body hurt and it really effed up my, my hunger fullness cues. So those are three tidbits I hope you can take with you. And if you do, you know, if you're someone who does see a lot of doctors and maybe is trying to get to the bottom of a health issue, I'd recommend just writing these three things down and bringing it with you. Because again, there's something that happens in a room with a professional where we can lose ourselves. All right, lovely people. Thank you for tuning in. It's very fun to record all of these episodes. Um, There is a lot coming at you in 2022 with Roya and the Happy Nervous System. In the meantime, I will just be continuing to record these episodes, but I hope you have a very lovely day and week. Be kind with yourself and follow us over on Instagram at Roya.Wellness to stay up to date on everything. Have a great day.